What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Shoot. What is the most unusual thing that you have ever purchased out of a vending machine? Personally purchased? Personally purchased. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, not going to plead the fifth. Uh, I will tell you the truth. Probably the weirdest thing I ever purchased from a vending machine was an iPod. Oh, no kidding. At an airport, yeah. Really? You know, they have those, they have some of those vending machines for electronics. Yeah. So I got a little, uh, one of the smaller iPods where it just had the, the, the little screen. It was about the size of, I don't know, just a few inches across. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Because that made the list on, uh, I've got a kind of a list here of unusual vending machines. Uh huh. And that kind of leads into our topic for today, which is, can you buy a car from a vending machine? Ah, yes. And uh, and I looked up, you know, this, it's an intriguing question, but I looked yeah. up um, unusual vending machines. Right, the majority um, of which are in Japan. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them there. And uh, Germany, if I, you find out, has a yeah. lot of unusual vending machines as well. But, I mean, I, there's no way I'm going to read this list because it's lengthy. But um, it's, Just do a, do a couple because uh, I bet I can, uh, I can guess some. Okay, French fries. Mm, didn't see that one coming. Silk ties for businessmen. <laughs> uh, bl- blue jeans. What? There's beer, liquor, and whiskey in some places, which I find remarkable because I don't know how they go about, you know, um, without getting, with, yeah, how verifying. they keep kids from getting it. Exactly. I mean, there's some other stuff that's not quite so unusual, like books or flower arrangements. Then there's live bait. You yeah, buy live bait. I've yep. seen, I've seen those in person. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got course, some of those in U.S. Apple products, which you just mentioned. So you're, you're one that that one blew me away the first time I saw it. By the way, yeah, the first, was... it was amazing. I mean. You go to a vending machine and you put in your credit card and it's four hundred bucks for an, an iPod or whatever you want to buy. See, that's the thing. I I was at the this weird moment where two unusual circumstances for me at least collided, and one of those unusual circumstances was that I was walking by a vending machine that actually sold iPods. Another one of those circumstances was that I had been planning for a while to buy an iPod. 
I felt like this is so dumb because maybe this shows how cheap I am. I felt like Kanye West or something, you know. I thought, whoa, look at me. I'm yeah. just buying things out of vending machines. Gather around, everybody. I'm going to buy an iPod. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Come here. <laughs> well, the first place I saw it was in Las Vegas. Oh. And, uh, and I saw okay. it and I thought, no, this is so amazing. This is un- incredible. Where else but in Las Vegas? And then, you know what? It, it turns out that they're all over the world, really. These, yeah. uh, these machines. And they're really cool. Mm-hmm. But there's and they're still unusual. But there's others out there that sell things like gold bars. I mean, there's places in <laughs> oh, yeah. well, Las Vegas is one, and then Germany is another. And you could buy gold bars and coins at supposedly the current rate, which is updated every I think every sixty minutes. They change the prices on the gold uh, bars and coins. I doubt. I I would be skeptical. Well, it turns out that you do get you take a little bit of a hit because they uh they you know of course. They want to make a little bit of profit sure on the thing. A markup. So, exactly. There's a bit of a markup on it, but there's also soccer balls. Yeah. You can buy socks. Yeah. You can buy cooking ingredients, live crabs, um, all <laughs> kind of, as a snack. Live crabs is a snack. A dozen eggs. You can buy a dozen eggs from a vending machine, but not eight. Now, I want to point out something though here. <laughs> yeah. And this kind of leads into what we're talking about. Okay. You think about the sock vending machine. When are you ever going to walk by a vending machine and buy a pair of socks, right? And it like an emergency situation. Well, that's the thing. It, it all comes down to where a vending machine is located and, and is it valuable to the people that are there? Because, you know, certain places, like you put a sock vending machine here in our office, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the lobby downstairs, that thing is going to sit and gather dust. It's never, ever going to be used. Right. Where they sell socks in a vending machine, Ben, is it a bowling alley? Ah. And people who go into a bowling alley that may not have socks on or have old socks or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're going to rent shoes, they're definitely going to want socks. And, you know, whether they're $3 a pair or $5 a pair, they're going to pay that amount for that particular product in that place. And it's a perfect placement, right? Because they've targeted their demographic. Exactly. And that's exactly what's going on with the machine that we're going to talk about today. Ah, uh, yes. The machine we're talking today about today is located in Hongshu, China. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing that graphically. Uh, it is in eastern China. It's got um, it's a pretty big city. It's got over or almost nine million people now, maybe around that. Huge! I think it's. I heard around ten. Ten million, 10? which yeah. makes it double the size of Atlanta. Yeah, basically. it was, and it went to ten million from eight point seven million in two thousand ten. Uh, and if it were in the United States, it would be the biggest city in the United States. Um, it's still not even half the size of the biggest city in China. I know. Isn't that crazy? There's something like what is it, one point three five billion people. In China. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so they have this massive, massive overcrowding problem in their cities. Right. And they're starting to, uh, they, they've been on this trajectory, this car buying craze. Uh, there, there are more than well over, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a great number, but for, I know for the past 20 years, they've been buying so many cars that by the end of, this decade, by 2020, there's supposed to be over 80 million cars in China. They are the number one market right now for new cars. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in our 2014 Trends podcast. Right. If you recall, that was one of the big things is they said that cars in China, not cars from China being sent here, but cars in China. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, manufacturers making inroads in China to sell vehicles to the, to the locals there. And, uh, and that's supposedly one of the biggest markets that, you know, there's such a need for vehicles there because right now, a lot of people are on scooters over there, and they're on, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, on bicycles. Sure. And uh, you know, they're, of course, a lot of them are walking and taking trains and yeah. things like that. But there's a, a great need for individual 
um, and, and personal, you know, like private transportation, because a lot of people never, ever had the opportunity to be inside an enclosed vehicle yep. and able to go a long distance and able to carry anything because, you know, you can only carry what you can on a scooter. And I've seen some remarkable balancing acts that, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. you go online and you search, you know, uh, China traffic um, or scooter traffic, mm-hmm. you're going to find some amazing images of, of families balanced on, on scooters and also massive um, qualities of uh, livestock. Even oh, I saw some images of uh, a guy with he must have had a dozen small pigs on the back of his of his scooter in these in these cages. And it was just remarkable and to see how this this thing was able to even make it down the road. And, you know, yeah. of course, there's crates. A lot of times you'll see that stacked up and, you know, lighter things, but but enormous, enormous loads. And somehow they're making it down the street with, you know, I don't know, it looks like 10,000 other scooters because mm-hmm. it seems like a majority of the traffic is still on scooters there. Right. And uh, we know that one of the big problems for a the average person in China, you know, as defined by average income, mm-hmm. one of the big problems for them is that the entry level price for a car is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of companies one in particular that we're going to talk about that have started working out a different way of using a car, if not owning a car. And that's where we get to candy technologies and the car vending machines. You see my finger quotes here, right? And you know what's really clever about this is that it's candy technology spelled K-A-N-D-I, but pronounced candy. Mm -hmm. And they call it the candy machine. And And it's a vending machine for these electric vehicles that, that Candy Technologies produces. Right, yeah, and we'll talk about uh, some more of their products, and, too. And when <laughs> I say vending machine, now, this is, uh, you got to take this a little bit looser than you might you might think. It's not like, you know, right. when you buy a soda from a machine. And it, it doesn't drop from a height. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but it's, it, in a way, it's sort of similar, Ben, because yeah. I, I think about it like, um, you ever seen those really uh, fancy um, automated garages? You know, the, the, yeah. it's not a brand new concept. We've seen those in, uh, in I think Germany has a few mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, it also Good reminded enough. me of the way smart car stacks up their vehicles, you know, in display only, really. You don't really purchase them that way. But um, I was watching an online video. This is just kind of a sidebar up here. Sure. But um, in Germany at the Wolfsburg plant, right next door, I guess they have a, an area where consumers from Germany can come and pick up their brand new VW at these towers that they have. And they have this automated system that, that, um, I think that it, it holds like each tower holds something like 400 vehicles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you can go online and search this and find that it. it's really it's amazing, fascinating to watch. But I think they said 30 of the people from Germany that buy a brand new Volkswagen, 37 percent choose to go to this place to pick up their brand new Volkswagen just for the experience of seeing it. You know, go from the they goes from the factory directly into one of these these holding towers, and then when you come. They they go search out the vehicle that you've ordered, mm-hmm. pick it up, bring it down to you, and they have it delivered into the showroom area where then you know you pick up the keys and you uh, you you drive away with zero miles on the odometer, which is really kind of cool. Or zero kilometers, zero kilometers, kilometers. On the odometer. But it's a cool thing, and mm-hmm. they're mimicking this with this uh, this candy machine device. It's, an, it's essentially yeah, it's an it's an automated garage. Yeah, and there's what two now? I think there are two of them right now. Yeah, in uh, in Hangzhou, which is I think I say it Hangzhou or Hangzhou. And um, the idea is, oh my gosh, Ben, they're saying that they want to have something like twenty seven hundred stations all across China. Yep. And I know that we hear a lot about things like this, you know, that they say, well, our plan is to do this and it's right. going to be an we amazing never thing. Hear of them again. However, I have a, I have a good feeling that this is going to take off because they're modeling it after 
a, a very popular bike share program mm-hmm. that's going on right now in, in China as well. And it, and that, as a matter of fact, originated in Hangzhou as, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a, um, I don't want to say reverse engineering, but it's an adaptation of this strategy mm-hmm. for what, for something that works out to about $3.25 US, uh, per hour, you can rent one of these cars, um, and that the company builds themselves with, uh, with another Chinese company called Geely. And, uh, these vehicles are not, you know, they're not Veyrons, but they're not built to be Veyrons. They're built to give you that covered private transit, uh, throughout the city. Um, and the, the concept is that you can rent it and then you return it and you're charged for the hours that you used afterwards. They don't have to do some of the weird calculations that rental car companies have to do with gas, and they don't have to teach the population about this kind of program because the population already knows about it through bicycles. Yeah, the bicycle share thing, it's exactly the same idea. But the difference right now, because they have so few stations, and I think when we watched, there's a, there's a video on Wired that we watched about this, and it was an interesting video, gave us a lot of information but they, at the time, they only had one station. Now they have two, which makes a big difference because the initial plan or the initial way that this worked was you picked it up at one location, you drove it and did your errands or whatever you had to do, or you went shopping or something, and then you brought it back to the same location. The idea is that you know eventually when they get more stations, you'll be you able can, to pick it up yep. and drop it off wherever you happen to be, the next nearest station, and that's good enough. Yeah. And then the company will take care of, you know, shuttling around the vehicles to where they need to be and make sure that, you know, there's enough supply for everybody. Right now, I think these towers, they said that the, the first tower had something like 120 cars in it mm-hmm. available for rental. And when they went there for the video, they said, well, it's been a busy morning already. We've already had 50 people that have come here to, to rent a vehicle this morning. Right. Which is huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. That's, a, that's taken off like, like wildfire. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really, really popular. People love it. And they're all they're doing right now. They're they're building these towers in the factory. You know, they're getting ready to go. They're they're uh, pre-assembling them. And they're them, variable sizes. Yeah, modular. Yeah, so if maybe one might be as big as three hundred cars. One might be as small as thirty cars. Yeah, so they're they're very very modular and you know all dimensions. And they say that uh, all they're doing right now is they're looking for locations to purchase land. Mm-hmm. So as, as far as they can, until they can find just tiny little bits of land, which would normally be like a parking lot. You know, it doesn't have to be very big because the towers go up. It looks like six, seven stories. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's the same type of system as those automated parking systems I mentioned. So, you know, a, a robot or whatever goes up and picks up the uh, – um, it's almost like a tray, I guess, like, yeah. a, like a pallet mm-hmm. that holds the vehicle. It's a metal device, obviously, and it locks in. It's very secure. But it does go up and retrieve a vehicle and bring it back down. So when they say it's like a, a vending machine – it is and it isn't. I mean, they they call for a vehicle, and then the one that has the greatest amount of charge available right. is brought down to you, and then you're checked out with car number you know seven or whatever it is, and they're able to monitor that car on a screen and see in where real time. in real time and see where it is in town. And if it has a problem, if the vehicle is stranded in some way, uh, there's an indicator for that, so they can send out you know repair vehicles or mm-hmm. you know whatever is necessary for that situation. Um, it seems like it's a it's a well put together plan, and the, the Candy Technologies group that's doing this. The guy's name is um, oh, I'm gonna try this, Ben. It's, Go for it's it. Xiao Meng Hu, and uh, he's the CEO of Candy Technologies Group. And Candy Technologies Group um, has been building well, building electric vehicles for a while now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a whole line of vehicles. They've got five categories 
of vehicles that, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to talk about them for just a minute. Sure, yeah. Um, now, they've got e-cars, which are, of course, all electric cars. They've got go-karts. They've got ATVs, tricycles, mm-hmm. and something called UTVs, which are like small utility vehicles, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I look through through this, and they do they do everything. They do the design, the development, uh, the manufacture mm-hmm. uh, of Everything. I mean, the commercializing of the whole thing. They do a lot of joint ventures too with other companies. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, they're ranked as one of the top 500 companies in the machine industry in China, and they're also a member of the U.S. China Clean Vehicle Consortium, which is uh, you know manufactures mm-hmm. all terrain vehicles mm-hmm. and you know for here in the U.S. and all around the world really. And their products all conform to ISO 9001 2008 quality standards, so and, and management standards. So they're They've got all the required certification to sell their products in the United States and in the European Union. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Right. So... 
this is a company that it's a real it's the real deal. It's not like a fly by night type place. That, it's not you know, vaporware. Yeah. No, it's it's not vaporware. That's maybe the best way to say it. Then, mm-hmm. but they have. I, I looked into all their products here. Yep. And I, I've got a printout that I, I just kind of cut and pasted each one of their vehicles. I'm not going to tell you about them because there's many of them, but they they create eight different types of electric vehicles right now. So, you know, some are like the vehicle that we're talking about, which looks a little bit like a smart car. Yes. Suspiciously enough, right? Um, <laughs> and also they have uh, some some small, like, cargo van type vehicles that are electric as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've got three or four different versions of that. And they've got go-karts. I mean... The go-karts are really cool. And, you know, those are... We mentioned the, the e-vehicles. Those are all electric, obviously. The go-karts range anywhere from a single cylinder up to four-cylinder all four-stroke gasoline engines mm-hmm. with, you know, they've got reverse and hydraulic brakes and electric start and everything that you'd want on a, an ATV, I guess, yeah. and, and more. Um, oh, I just mentioned ATVs. But ATVs, they, they go, again, most of these are single-cylinder ATVs, so they're not the strongest ATVs. But, right. uh, again, they're four-stroke, air-cooled engines. Um, I guess they'll probably hold their own with most of the uh, well, ATVs Well, I think the there. ATVs are kind of... They're almost like more rugged versions of their go-kart line. Yeah, that's probably right. That's a good way to say it. And then there's also UTVs, which, you know, again, single cylinder up to four cylinder, same thing, you know, four stroke engines, air and water cooled. Yeah, yeah. Um, typical UTVs that you'd see. But I do want to mention this and, and the, tr- the tricycles. Ah, uh, here we go. Now they have three tricycles that they offer. And I said suspiciously before, because have you ever looked up Take a look at this if you want to do something interesting. Look up Chinese copycat cars uh, and, and yeah. find out what's going on there because there's a lot of design copying that goes on there that seems to be, I don't know, it seems to be allowed. It's just kind of like they look the other okay. way about this. Can I take a swing at this? Uh, please do, but I definitely want to talk about the tricycles. Definitely. And so we'll take a note for, we'll take a, a sidebar for the uh, the great debate over intellectual property and its status in China. Now, as we know, it, as we know, the, um, the IP laws of China, um, or at least the enforcement of those laws often fall far short of what other companies and even other nations would like. Uh, it doesn't just go to cars. There are, there are surprising copycat cars in China and the, um, sophistication of those copycats or I'm sure like Mercedes would call them counterfeits. Uh, but the, the sophistication of these has increased greatly. However, in I'm, I'm not gonna, in, I'm going to say in virtually all of the cases, these copycat cars are not of the same quality. While, while they may appear to be a BMW, while they may appear to be a Porsche, uh, they are nowhere near as, Durable, as they're or remotely dependable. Well, in a lot of cases, they may just have uh, decided to not put in things like airbags, or right. uh, they may not, uh, you know, make sure that they use the proper uh, diameter of webbing for the seatbelts. Or you know, it might just be a crap engine. Yeah, or the you know the the crumble zones just don't work the way they should. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you ever seen Chinese cars crash tested, <laughs> but. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of them just end up in a, a ball of metal, really. I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you can really see the difference between a true Mercedes and a counterfeit Mercedes. And I mean, I know there's, there's little difference, but in the way it appears. Right. But when you get right down to it, as far as, as comfort features, as well as quality, as well as safety, especially safety, mm-hmm. you're going to find that the Mercedes is a far superior product, the, the genuine Mercedes. 
uh, versus the, the knockoff Mercedes. And part of that is due to uh, quality standards and enforceability of those standards. Um, I also want to say that this is not this is not something necessarily limited to cars. This is a funny story for a lot of people who enjoy uh, reading. The uh, literacy is huge in China, and reading is a very popular pastime. Uh, there are so many sequels and editions and new stories of some of your favorite characters in literature that haven't made it to the West because, you know, um, Harry Potter has done a lot more in his Chinese books uh, than J.K. Rowling ever wrote. And uh, this this kind of popularity, this bit of a cavalier approach to intellectual property um, has, you know, it's going to be debatable when I say it. It has its pros and cons. And uh, in some ways, like in some ways, we see this ability, what, what candy technology is doing is encompasses both the pros and the cons as we're about to explore the pro that the pros that they have from this are taking really good ideas like the bike share idea, which is also Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. And making, um, making it work for cars because they have two towers completed. But the reason you and I are not saying it's vaporware right now is because they have construction going on on 18 other towers in that city. Yeah, and a line of eight electric vehicles that they're, that they're working on. But, mm-hmm. you know, one one vehicle is the one they're focusing on for the for the share program. Right. That's their Model A or Model T. Exactly. And uh, now when we talk about the cons, let's get back to that tricycle. Or, yeah. uh, should I, what, what should we officially call it? Well, officially, it's got a, it's got just a, a numeric, uh, numeric code here. I mean, it's, it's called the KD250MD2. Okay. And if you look up the KD250MD2, uh-huh. you're going to find that it looks very similar to the, uh, the, is it Campania Motors T-Rex? Oh yeah, which we from, did a podcast on. Yeah, the T-Rex, which is the motorcycle vehicle from Canada, from Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. However, the candy tricycle, as I looked into the st- the specs on this thing, because it, it's very similar in appearance to an older T-Rex vehicle, not the brand new one, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But um, the Candy Tricycle has a single cylinder, 250 cc engine, which is good for 9.5 kilowatts of power, which equals 12.7 horsepower. Oh, let yeah. me get my helmet. 12.7 horsepower and a top speed of 85 kilometers per hour, which is 52.8 miles per hour. Which, okay, I just want to point out that at least in the city where uh, Candy Technologies is building these towers, uh, the average speed is much lower than 50. That's a good point, Ben, because most people are on single-cylinder scooters right. that are that are very low-powered. And again, this, is, this heats two, and you're actually seated. You're not in a completely open vehicle. It's mm-hmm. mostly open. But yeah. anyways, you're going to find it looks very similar to the T-Rex vehicle if you look up you know, the, tri- the tricycle on your site. Um and if you want to compare that to the the newest T-Rex, which is the genuine article, the one from Canada, uh, the, the 16S is what they call the newest one. It has a BMW six-cylinder engine, which has 160 horsepower, goes from zero to 60 in just 3.9 seconds, and has a top speed of 129 miles per hour. Wow. So you, can, you can see a dramatic difference in the quality of what you get there. Now, I'm not saying anything about the build quality, but I know that I, I do know that the Companion Motors T T Rex in from Canada is a, a strong vehicle that is well put together. I've seen them on the road. I can tell you that it's a it's a it's a good looking vehicle. 
I know that the one that I saw, the guy was just beating the crap out of the thing on the road. I mean, I know it was taking a lot of abuse. Um, I've seen a couple of them, but one in particular, the first one I ever saw, the guy was really just thrashing the thing and it was, it was holding up to it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So here's my question then. Do you think that, um, the engineers at Candy had, do you think that they were, I don't know, inspired by that's maybe a good way to say it there this is an inspired design but then if you look at something called the kd 250 mb2 uh-huh uh they must have been inspired by the can-am spider model because that looks almost <laughs> identical to the can-am spider yeah, as well yeah so you see that there's a lot of similarities here in the designs sure. now i'm not saying that candy is copying all their designs or anything like that i don't know enough about utvs and atvs to say like that that model looks just like that but you know even these small electric vehicles a lot of them do have a very similar look, not exactly, to but a similar smart car. To a smart car. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got a good idea though, Ben. I mean, and the, the idea that we're really focused on today, mm-hmm. and we don't want to get too far off onto the, uh, the, the copycat car thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat sidebar and it is worth your time to Google, but, but I want to, oh. Oh, that's all right. Go ahead. I want to jump into something different because I got kind of excited when you're talking about the T-Rex and the high speeds that the new gen is available. Sure. Uh, to do. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You know, when you said street availability, that's something I want to talk about with Candy. 
But before we do, I want to go back to our point just real briefly here and say that we're not, I'm not trying at least to vilify, um, Chinese companies. I'm not saying that they're, you know, that Geely or Candy are doing, uh, copycat stuff left and right. I, when I say copycat, I, I don't know about you, Scott. I'm, I'm more, I'm more against the guys who are out there trying to make fake Mercedes. Yeah. And, um, and calling it a Mercedes. And calling it a Mercedes, which is key. And badging it as so. And badging it. Because they're yeah. not doing that. They're just making something that looks similar. If, at first glance, you think that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, it doesn't have all of the, uh, the bells and whistles. And these things shortly are going to be available throughout not just the city, but they're going to expand to other cities. They want to follow the steps of this bike sharing program. Yeah, and there's a huge investment that's being pushed along with this so that, you know, they're, they're giving them something like now 400 billion won, which is, uh, which is if you want to convert that to U.S. dollars and, and subsidies, $65 billion U.S. is being, is being pushed in towards this, uh, this program. And so that shows you that they believe in this. They say that, you know, like, well, this, there's a complete need for this in this area because, you know, there's, it's such a, an overcrowded area. And we mentioned a lot of scooter traffic, right? Yes. Well, there's 120 million electric motorbikes and scooters, you know, and gasoline scooters that are currently on the roads in, in all of China right now. So you can see that a lot of those people are wanting to kind of step up to a fully enclosed vehicle, if not just for a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, just to get out of all the congestion and, and chaos and maybe go out into the country for a while. Take a day off, you know, go out to, uh, you know, a waterfall somewhere and have a picnic or yeah. whatever they do. Go to a store and buy something which they can't do on a, on a scooter. Yeah, you could actually get maybe a small piece of furniture or something. Yeah. Now, uh, An appliance or something. Yeah, there's something else we have to mention here too, which is if they do manage to expand across China, this could be huge during the new year when families, when, you know, families return from the cities where they might be working to where their parents live or where their kids live. And typically, China's transit is massively pressed during this time. So what if you could just rent a car, drive out, you know, to wherever your family lives and then drop it at the at the local car park? That's a good point, point Ben, because uh, these have something like a 75-mile range on a single charge, and you can go right. up to 50 miles per hour. So it's a, it's a great step up from, you know, the scooter – uh, ranges and capabilities, I yeah, guess. I mean, yep. because, you know, you've got a very small gas tank. I don't know if they would even make it 75 miles. You know, they say they get 100 miles per gallon, but that's, right. you only got a, a, you know, a half a gallon tank on the thing. And they've got the, uh, they've got the batteries charge out, which we haven't even talked about. Oh, yeah. They've got a, a unique design, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a good concept. It's similar to what our boy Musk over at Tesla is com- proposing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that a hoot? Uh, and uh, so if you'll recall from some of the stuff we talked about with the Tesla plan to expand infrastructure of the electric cars, he wants to have battery swap stations. Yeah, and this is called the uh, the side-slide quick battery exchange, which is what, uh, what the system is called now. It's a, supposedly a patented... Design for candy because it's unique in some way. Right. Now they're all a little bit different, but you know, the battery, 
low is easily loaded from the side of the vehicle. You don't have to get under the vehicle. You don't have to, uh, you know, remove the body of the vehicle or anything crazy like that. It's just simply a battery that, you know, the panel opens up. You pull the battery out from the side. I'm sure it's very heavy. And it's supposed to be automated. It's supposed to be automated. I'm sure that it will be. And, uh, you know, if, if they can kind of work that into the system as well, they'll be able to make sure that, you know, all these vehicles can be charged all the time. It should be pretty easy. Like you said, let's say that somebody travels to a rural location, but it's, you know, let's say that the range is 75 miles in these, but the family lives 125 miles away. Right. So what would you do in that case? Well, I guess you could... Um, you could rent a vehicle, drive across town, then drop that vehicle off, pick up a new vehicle at that location, yeah. and then head on the way. And then oh. when you get close to there, find the nearest station, pick up a new battery in the same vehicle, or uh, or just yeah. simply drop it and get another vehicle and bring it back. You could you could use as many as three or four or five vehicles to make the one trip. It doesn't matter if you've got you're that still, many stations. Yeah, you're still just paying the same rate per hour. So you're paying the same thing you would if you were just driving the one vehicle, yeah. which is pretty neat. Um, there's another thing that we should talk about here, which is that some people say, well, I don't want to be bound by an hourly rate. You know, if I need a vehicle for that long and I want to have the vehicle for the whole trip, mm-hmm. then I can't pay, you know, 24 hours per hour. So Candy has this thing they call the long lease, which is funny because it's a short lease here in the West. How long is the long lease? It could be one to three years. Oh, one to three years, really? Yeah, so a one-year lease is pretty short by our standards. It is. Um, so we talked about – it's funny because uh, we just talked about car payments in earlier podcasts, but um, the price of this would be about 130 to 160 U.S. per month. Um, that's so extremely affordable. That's extremely affordable in – term in some in some terms i think especially compared to the hourly cost of renting it for an entire month yeah sure. it's, it's a great deal yeah i mean geez, you'll pay that for a day's rental on a minivan here in florida yeah you, know, you get you get insurance maintenance and power on that lease oh Scott. no kidding you so get the, you the power hookup as well yeah yeah because uh, a lot of people think well with an electric vehicle you're going to have to have uh, you know some type of station in, installed um, I'm guessing that, you know, they're going to build some type of infrastructure that goes along with this. Yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, outside of, of the candy vending locations, they're going to have, uh, charging stations as well. So when you do drive to that shopping mall, you're going to be able to charge up that candy vehicle because that helps them in the long run as well. You bring back a vehicle that's, you know, still has a 90% charge, then, right. you know, in just a matter of maybe an hour, it's going to be ready to go again with a 100% charge. So, you know, it pays for them to have those stations around as well. I'm going to reveal my bias here. Just quickly, since sure. we talked a lot about the facts, here's my bias. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great idea, especially for a place with um, so many densely populated areas. Mm-hmm. You know, the cost of the cost of parking a car would be unaffordable uh, for a lot of people, me included, living in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the advantages offered by this, if if this stuff gets gets built, which I believe it will, because it has support from the biggest car company there, the biggest domestic car company, and the government. So I think it'll get built. And if it happens, I think it could really change the game. And depending on how it works out, Scott, it may well change in a way that leaves Western countries thinking, how did we miss that? Exactly. Yeah, they have a, uh, you know, we mentioned a huge push. They want to get 2 million vehicles, electric vehicles on the road by 2020. 
And wow. uh, it's not all from candy, obviously, but candy is doing their part, I guess, and that, you know, they're trying to uh, to push that as well. And, you know, with these subsidies that, that they're allowing, mm-hmm. you know, with these, and I don't know if the subsidies are in the form of, um, you know, production subsidies or consumer subsidies. Right. But maybe that's what's keeping the rental costs so low as well. Maybe they're saying, you know, if you if you do this, we'll give you every vehicle you rent, we'll give you a little kickback on this this amount of uh, taxes or whatever. And um, you can able to you'll be able to keep the the rental cost down at you know the equivalent to three dollars and twenty five cents U S per yeah, hour. They're, they're probably subsidizing cost of materials I or would, something. I would think so, and I would think that on the manufacturing end, they're probably also doing something as well. You know that they're getting subsidies on that, and maybe even the the property because they really have an interest in getting this up and going because. You know, the bike thing took off so well and it really helped a lot of people. Yeah. They see that, you know, we've got so much scooter traffic. And I mean, if you, if you're, if you haven't looked it up yet, please do take a look at, again, China scooter traffic or anything like that. And you'll see some street scenes that will really open your eyes to just how many scooters are on Chinese roads at any given time. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Let me go back to parking one more time. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Because if you, this is something that any of our listeners, who have lived in a really dense urban area are going to understand instantly that quest for a parking lot. If we weren't a family show, Scott, I'd be cursing like a sailor right now because I know that you have been in the same situation. People in cities in China or even in, you know, just New York can spend hours looking for a parking spot. So this might be enough, this EV thing, if it, if it, gets the right infrastructure, it might be so successful that people who already own orthodox or conventional cars in China might chuck their car just because the idea of being able to rent a car and know it always has a guaranteed parking spot for free might Man, be a good deal. That's not bad. And I'll, I'll tell you, Ben, I can be up front with you here. I, when I drive downtown to an event, uh-huh. Same going to a baseball game. Sure, sure. If I drive down there, I've got a, a severe amount of anxiety about where I'm going to park, how much <laughs> it's going to cost, is yeah. it going to be a safe neighborhood to walk through? Yeah, all of that you know comes into mind. And I'll tell you, like I'm, I'm seriously like not shaking or anything, but you know it does give you a moment of thought, you know, a moment of pause to say, do I even really want to see this ball game or can I just watch it on television? I mean, you're thinking right. like it's, it becomes kind of a hassle. To go down there and try to figure out where you're going to park. If you don't know exactly the neighborhood that you want to park in and how much it's going to be and all that, it's all kind of an unknown. Yeah. You have a real, there's a, I don't know, I call it anxiety. Maybe it's, maybe there is a, maybe there's a term for it, but it's like a parking anxiety, I guess. And that, you know, every event is like this. You know, you go downtown uh-huh. for the circus or, you know, whatever it happens to uh-huh. be. And I, I just always feel that light way because I'm, I'm not real familiar with the city because I'm, I live outside of the city. But if I had, if I know the city a little better, I might be a little more comfortable. And uh-huh. and I think for sure, if you were to go down there and say like, well, of course, I'm just going to drop the car off at the uh, at the candy location next to next to the ballpark, and then when I'm done, I'll just go back and swipe my card and get another car and drive home and and again drop it off right next to where I live uh-huh. and, and walk two blocks home. Yeah, piece of cake. I mean that that simplifies the whole process, right? Yeah. And you and I, I mean, we've talked about this. We're not huge electric vehicle fans overall. Not I think huge. it has potential, but currently the vehicles are out now that I could buy. Yeah, I well, still have to wait. But see, we're in a different situation. We're not in an overcrowded, I mean, really overcrowded, right? massively overcrowded area like uh, like Hangzhou, mm-hmm. uh, places like that where, you know, there's just really no way to get around. This is, this is a good, good use of this technology, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, but you have, you, you have maybe a way to get around PTSD, which would be like parking time space disorder. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time and space of parking. Could be. Um, I just want to point out that, uh, there are probably pe- people familiar with Atlanta listening who are saying, Oh, you guys don't be suckers. You should ride Marta to a downtown event. While that is true, the calculation begins to become something like, 10 to even $18 for a parking space versus an hour plus on MARTA. So how much is your time worth? Yeah. And, you know, there's just the whole privacy thing. Like, would you rather be in your own, um, you know, vehicle that has air conditioning, your own stereo system, nice comfy seats, mm-hmm. or do you want to stand on a platform for 10 minutes and wait for a train and then crowd on there with everybody else who's going to the ball game? Yeah. And then try to come back and wait in line to get on the next train that goes With your direction. Post game drunks. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of considerations like that. Cause I mean, just thinking about getting on the train, Ben, gives me hives. Are you I serious? Get, uh, just about. Yeah. I I'm, love uh, the train. I just can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. Uh, we should take a field trip one day. Yeah. Um, but for now, Scott and I would like to hear from you. What do you think the future of this electric vehicle rental thing, the share a car? outfit is going to be do you think candy technologies will be successful could you see this catching on in your neck of the woods wherever that neck of the woods might be uh let us know we're on twitter we're on facebook we're car stuff hsw at both of those uh we are carstuffshow.com our own little spot of the internet and you can bypass all of the social media if that's not your thing and write to us directly with you know whatever uh, our email address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.